0: Hello and welcome to The Two Tones, Tony DeBolfo. How are you, Tony? I'm uh, very well. Tony Moeclere here. It is uh, episode six. You, you, know, right? you, you can't go past yeah. Mac Clapper.
1: Well, you can't. Or, well, well, I could go back to John Dorothee, oh, Dora. should probably Dora, Gary Crane. Oh, wow. Great okay. Gary G- Crane. Robert Walls, I think, nominates Crane as perhaps the most courageous player. That's really he ever, something. He ever uh, saw where a Carlton Gernsey. yeah to the point of stupidity? He Was that courageous? He he put his head yeah. where no man should, and that was that was Gary Crane, a great great play for Carlton. And I think a member of the uh, the team of the century, if oh, the okay. he I always um, thought David Teague had crazy bravery. Well, he did. He did. There was a few of them, I suppose, yeah. along the way that you know you you uh, you have nothing but admiration for there. Courage and the way they go about it, but it you know, almost it's a fine line, isn't it, Mm. between sheer courage and absolute lunacy? Yeah, um, I mean, Ken Hunter was probably another player that comes to mind. Oh, my god! And might I say, Tony, that while we're on the subject of the great man, he turns 60 tomorrow, yeah, the great Ken Hunter. How's he tracking? Tracking along all right, yeah. Um, He's uh, it's hard to believe he's 60 because you know, you can still see him running. Madly Back into packs You know That that bag of bones That thrust himself Headlong into um, You know Opposition players Advancing on the scene Somehow he'd always Come out with a ball What a great player He was Ken Hunter
0: Amazing to watch Um a bit like Matty Lappin. It's kind of the same skinny, you know, um, but just uh, threw his
1: body around like he weighed twice as much. That's right. And, and obviously was able to call on just sheer football ability and yes, yeah. you know, to get, to get through. And, and I suppose that's the great thing about Australian rules, isn't yeah. it? That yeah. It allows for any type of person, any shape, any, any frame, any, yeah. you know, uh, from any, any, any person from any very, any pursuit... Exactly. Uh, can, can take it on. Um, well, now, of
0: it. Now, Tone, um, this week we're going to skip over the events of Friday night because, well, what is the point on, on dwelling on it, obviously? But um, we know what happened. Carlton lost by 90 points. And I don't think there's any, anybody who loves Carlton, who follows Carlton, who knows Carlton, who wouldn't have known within the first, I don't know, I'm going to say 30 seconds to a minute that um, <clears throat> that the game was going to be a tough one.
1: Well, when I looked at that, Tony. It probably took me five minutes to realise it was going to be a long night. Yeah, and uh, and it it got longer and longer, and it was uh, it was difficult viewing. It was you know it really was, particularly the third quarter when the the floodgates opened, and um, it was a procession, and you. You do have to feel for the um, the young players, uh, the you know the seven teenagers that took yeah. to the field for Carlton, which is unprecedented in Carlton's history. We've never had seven teenagers take to the field in a Carlton team wow. at any one time. So obviously, you know there were mitigating factors. Not that you'd make make excuses. Port Adelaide was terrific mm. you know, in the cauldron, and they're not going to drop games to too many sides over there. Port, I wouldn't have thought. Nor indeed Adelaide. It's become a real fort. Fortress um, mm. um, uh, Adelaide Oval, and any team that goes across is going to have their work cut out uh, trying to uh, make headway. But you know, um, it's uh, all part of the learning curve, I guess, Tony. And um, uh, I feel for Brendan Bolton in the sense that uh, somehow trying to get the balance—you know—between trying to get as many games into the young kids as humanly possible, mm. and then you've got you know the the always this worry about burnout you know and you know yeah. can you expose them for too long too early so it's obviously a balancing act just trying to tweak that list to make sure that you know the team um you know performs as well as possibly can and and that the players themselves and as part of their development yeah are actually nurtured nurtured through so um it must be a tough tough cape of being a coach that's all I've got to say well,
0: yeah, um, it does take a certain uh, fortitude to um, submit yourself to that uh, career. I want to uh, throw the spotlight on a couple of players' Tony, and just um, uh, get your thoughts. Um, Charlie Curnow had a good game. Uh, and, that, you know, you can say that in a relative sense because there are many players who didn't. But, um, you know, we talk of green shoots all the time. Yes. His progress is exciting to watch. I,
1: I think Charlie's pretty close to a maybe a breakout game or a, yeah. or a pivotal match. And yeah. I, I've said the same thing, actually, with um, with uh, Jared Pickett. Ah, think, yeah. You know, and you're right, exactly what, what you say. As with more time, uh, game time and experience, I think we're starting to see these players really... Feel that they belong, mm. and you know, with every with it, and it's not not just going to game. It's almost quarter to quarter that you can see the progress made. And, and I think what was pleasing about Charlie's game is that we're seeing him get to more contests and and perhaps you know position himself better. And uh, good to see Simon White going past the uh, the media centre here, Tone, as we speak. <laughs> but it, it's it's just good to see these players becoming, uh, you know, more. Um, Part of the contest, I guess, you know, and, and and making making an impression. And I think with every moment that goes past, we're going to see um, players like Charlie Curnow and and Pickett make more of an impact. And uh, I think you're right. I, I, I you know Kuno's a, a very athletic player, mm. a lovely mover, and uh, he's still in the young body, you know. And and you know what is he, you know? I don't know if he's half a dozen games into his career yet. But um, it's just exciting to see the raw talent yeah. on show and and you know you know you just know the players of his uh, capability you're only going to get better with with uh I suppose with strength and with time with experience and um uh so that augurs well for the for the club as a yeah. whole but uh you know it's often been said we we just have to be patient you know yeah. it, it's not one of those things where you can click your fingers it's going to take time and and um let's, you know, just follow their progress with great interest.
0: Well, you look at those players, the senior players, you know, Cruiser, Murph, Gibbs, and then the younger players who we've talked about, there's another kind of strata of players, if you like, represented by Lockie Plowman, who's yes. just been... I don't think enough people have kind of... Um, uh, Realised, or we haven't shone the spotlight on him, but I think we need to now because his his progress through the year has been fantastic.
1: You no, know, it has, Tony. And I think if we reflect on, you know, if we reflect the end of two thousand and seventeen, perhaps we'll look at the performance of the of the back six. Yeah, probably the, the success story of two thousand and seventeen. You know, with with Plowman and, and Marchbank, um, uh, all you know really progressing, and and that that you know defensive unit, the team within the team, as, mm. as I said, has probably been the best story of the year so far. Uh, it's holding up really well, you know. Simo might have struggled a bit at the weekend, but, I mean, Sam Rowe, he, he, you know, he let he let um, Tom Lynch get away when we played the Suns. Yeah. And yet he kept Dixon to two goals. That's weekend, a fair effort. the floodgates were opening. Yeah. So, I, I just think that, you know, the you know and, and, and then, of course, you've got Doherty as well down there, a um, great rebounding defender. So... I just think, you know, uh, as tough as it has been to watch, I, I think to see those players getting game time together, that mm. that defensive core, is perhaps the best story of the year for the for the Carlton team. Tom Williamson, how did
0: you rate him? Well, and, Tom Williamson's <coughs> another... And, you know, and
1: as a prospect. Yeah, well, he's another player, you know, that I neglected to mention there, who's who they have used, you know, pushing back, from defence in his uh, game so far. Um, a likely type, athletic player, lovely left foot kick and beautiful mover. And again, I think from day one, never looked out of place. You yeah. know, just a player that was ready to, ready to go and uh, certainly looks like he belongs at that level. And uh, again, that's, uh, that, is a, that is our future, the likes of Williamson and, and uh, all those mm. really, really young players that um, are the ones that we hope stand up for us, not only as the season progresses, but in the years beyond, you know, when they really become match-hardened and and bona fide league footballers.
0: Collingwood have the same problem that we did. Um, Collingwood have had this problem for a long time. It's um, accuracy of disposal, but goal-kicking. set shots. Now, had we converted a lot more than we did, um, I'm not saying it would have changed the outcome, But um, it certainly would have given supporters a lot more heart and we would have looked a a lot more competitive. How do you rectify a problem that seems as deeply entrenched as... Poor set shot Kicking
1: It's a great question And I don't know That there's a simple answer Because I know You know That the players Do work hard at their uh, Goal kicking practice Yeah but it's
0: It's one thing To do it out here When there's You know Not 80,000 people Screaming at you It's a different ground And
1: all yes. that sort of thing I mean, yes. you
0: You put a player As you say In the cauldron Or in yep. the fortress And then and then say, here, no pressure, well, just well, convert. Well,
1: well, you probably answered the, your own question yeah. there in the sense that, you know, when you're thrown into the fortress like that, you're a young kid, and I'm just saying it's not, this isn't unique to the, the young players at all. It, it's, uh, you know, an issue for the older players yeah. as well. But when, you, when you're thrown into the cauldron, um, it's been a long time since Carlton's played at... Um, Adelaide Oval, mm. um, and there's there's stuff happening, and you know you've got the opposition in your face, and yeah. you're under the pump every time you you, you 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 get the ball. Obviously, there are you know there are going to be factors that I suppose conspire against you, you know, finding that that glorious patch of space between the two big sticks. Yeah, um, but again, maybe that's something that with experience and. You know, a little bit of poise And a bit more finesse That uh, will, will be rectified But in saying that um, You know, and we'll, we'll get to him a little bit later But you have to commend Levi Yes, Kasperl. yeah, alright I'm,
0: I'm, I'll, um, I'll eat humble pie there
1: No, no, no You have to commend his performance You know, career high, four goals On a day where goals were terribly hard to come by For yeah. Carlton And, uh, you know, Savarock As I suppose it's been well documented That he's worked with Levi But Look, it's a, it's a, that's a great story because I was thinking about this the other day. Sav's obviously put in a lot of hard yards on the track trying to get Levi to improve his technique, and you've got to realise that someone like Levi, he's obviously had this issue with his kicking from his formative years, and uh, I don't know the circumstances behind his junior footy, but you always wonder. I've always wondered why that awkward kicking style wasn't. Rectified yeah. by a coach early in the piece, so he's had to labour with that technique for a long, long time. And as a player gets older, it's often harder to break the habit. Yeah. And yet, what we've seen through his his hard work on the track with Savrocka, you know, a close confidant, we're actually seeing results. And um, all power to Levi because you know his kicking's been maligned for so long, yeah. And yet he's finding a way in four goals on a night where the returns were generally lousy, mm. it, was, it, was, it was a great effort by him.
0: Yeah, well, look, hopefully that's the confidence-boosting game he needs uh, <clears throat> going uh, into next uh, next week's game, or this Saturday's game, I should say. Yes. We'll preview that in a moment, Tone, but... Um, uh, I don't envy your job at the moment. I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you for your best three yes. for the uh, the Port Adelaide game. Uh, won by Port Adelaide, as we know. Um, well done to them. They uh, got up by 15 goals. Yes. Tone, who did you like?
1: I took a, lot, a, a while to de- deliberate over my votes, but I've gone this way, Tone. Um, I did mention him a bit earlier. Sam Rowe, I thought, one vote. You know, what was great about his game, not only on Dixon, keeping Dixon to two goals, yeah. you know, with a flood of goals, it was going to the Port Adelaide ends. But Sam Rowe came back from, you know, uh, having six kicked in on him by Lynch for the yeah. Gold Coast. So it just goes to show you can quickly turn your game around, yeah. you know. And, and he, with, with the exception of that, that you know, the, the haul that Lynch got, mm. he's been pretty miserly this year on whoever he's played on Sam Rowe. And uh, I, give I, I think Soss in his prime would have struggled on him that day. Probably. Probably, you know, the ball was coming in on a platter, But Sam, all power to him. I give him a vote for his game on Dixon. Two votes I gave to Paddy Cripps. Now, Cripps, I think, is a player that's playing under sufferance. Yes. It's been much talked about, and yet I thought he was particularly brave, um, you know, uh, in that performance. Career-high 37 possessions, it's been noted uh, in my notes, um, and was a... Was a brave, a brave competitor for Carlton yeah. uh, when we were up against it. And three votes I give to Big Levi. I thought Levi to get four goals uh, on a day where goals were hard to come by. He presented, he took marks, yeah. and he finished off. Most importantly, and uh, if he can, if he can, you know. Return that sort of display, uh, yeah. you know, on a regular basis. Then, then Carton will have a real focal point up forward, well under for him.
0: Also, in a game where the midfield were getting smashed, so his delivery, um, you know, wasn't there like it is for for other key position forwards.
1: Very true, very true. And um, look, good on him. We just let's hope we, you know, we he can he can back it up against the Swans this week because uh, what we all cry for is consistency of performance, and yeah. uh, the test will be there for both him and you know his teammates as they take the field against the swans who are obviously under the pump as well and, and really will be desperate to yeah. tone for the uh what is it zip and four
0: yeah zip and four indeed yeah i want to talk about a couple of swans games you remember the was it a final or was it, it was a night game in sydney Remember, and we're, we were basically given accommodation, I think, on the outskirts of Wagga Wagga, oh, yeah. and the team had to walk in. I know I've mentioned that a few times, but it was just the yes. the, the optics of that, of the team having yes. to make their way, led by Chris Judd. It was... Yes.
1: Uh, was just, that the game? Was it was a, it was a rainy night. That, yes. That, when, yeah. when Judd basically turned the game on his yeah. ear yeah. in that third quarter. They I don't could think have I'll, won it. Oh, I don't think I'll ever forget that performance in Sydney. Interestingly enough, Tone, the last time, I've uh, been delving into the, uh, the you know, the sepia faded record books this week, and the last time that Carlton met the Swans on the MCG was the 1986 qualifying final. Really? And a uh, very interesting game. Carlton got up, I think, by 16 points. Was, it was that the, the
0: Swans or South Melbourne at that stage? They were the Swans. They were w-
1: the Swans. Right, okay. So Stephen Kernahan kicked <laughs> five in his first final for Carlton yeah, that year. as you do. Yeah. duel wind up on Mauura Kappa in what was his last year and Mark McClure was in his last year also yeah and uh G Williams uh, was swanning around for <laughs> the for the bloods and right. I've seen fo- footage of this Tony yeah I, I Haste to say that the diesel always looked more becoming in dark navy Indeed um, But it was a, it was an amazing amazing uh, game uh, That seven goals second quarter effectively sealed the deal for the Blues And the birthday boy tomorrow, Ken Hunter, kicked four in that game also Yeah uh, Was reported for striking uh, Rod Carter Carter was uh, giving him grief, yeah. you know, uh, watching all the guys kick on him uh, Kenoy Haston, was duly cleared of that. Ex- of course he was. Um, so it was a, that was the last time that the two teams met on the paddock that grew. So 33 years ago, it's hard to believe. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, look, okay, so there's, uh, there's obviously a bit of history to it. Uh, for a team with the, uh, I don't know, the big guns that they have, you know, Tippett, Buddy, obviously, and, and, and then the rest – what do you put Sydney's uh, poor start to the year down to, Tone? Look,
1: look, it's it's hard to know. Uh, you know, I'm not close to them. I, I, I've seen a little bit of the Swans playing. Um, it's hard to, hard to know exactly or to pinpoint what's been going wrong. You know, maybe the maybe just generally the you know the game plans fallen away for whatever reason. Mm. Sydney, I suppose, you know, having been up there for so long, are very much the hunted. Yeah. So every time they run out, you know, it's fair to say opposition team. Really get themselves up for the challenge. Yeah. Um, look, I, I couldn't honestly say what's gone wrong with with uh, Sydney. In saying that, um, I just hope that our boys are up for the challenge because, as I said earlier, Sydney are desperate to attain. Yeah. This is uh, this is um, you know borderline stuff now for the Swans. You know yeah. who we would have conceivably expected to play finals this year? So it's um, getting a little late in the day. You know, the Swans are obviously having to make the statement, but we need not worry about them. We need to worry about ourselves, and, and just let's hope after the disappointment of of uh, the city of churches mm. that we can turn it around in a hurry and and show some fight against um, a, a bona fide contender.
0: Okay, well those two players I mentioned, I'm assuming they're fit and they're playing, um, how do we take because Buddy's just absolutely lethal when he's on the tear. Yes. So how do you? Yes. How do you shut him down? And who who would likely get that job? Do you think? Well, is going to be Sam
1: Rowe. I, well, Sam so Rowe, if memory serves, has had a crack at Buddy in the past. You know, that, would they go with young Marchbank? Would, oh, okay, you know, yeah. maybe there is a test someone that's a bit more athletic. Yeah. that might be able to go w- with Buddy at least. You know, in terms of league speed. Yeah, um, how do you match up on Buddy Franklin? Yeah. he's such a great player. Um, so there, there, are a couple of options. You know, maybe weedering, although you know weeders we seems to be just labouring a little bit at the moment. Yeah. I think we're going to be... Uh, we're fortunate that Kieran Jack's, are, I think, unavailable for selection. They've, um, I think, injuries meant that oh, he really? won't be taking his field. So that's one less of the Sydney engine room that we have to worry about, yeah. which is a good thing because yeah. their strength in numbers are pretty good across the ball. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they, how they line up. But, you know, in Franklin, perhaps Marchbank gets the, uh, the challenge of yeah. a lifetime.
0: Um, but just to um, uh, give you the, uh, the all the details you need to know regarding Saturday, it is round six, Carlton, Sydney, Saturday the 29th of April, MCG, at the old school time of 10 past two. 2.10pm on a Saturday, Tony. Yeah.
1: Is, is isn't that refreshing?
0: Oh, it is. You that's know? very nice. Yes. Uh, You'll you know, be there. Get the, you... yeah, get the tram down to the game and yes. all that. Yes, yes. Uh, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember, Tony, and you're definitely the man. Um, I think it was 93, it was at... Kernaghan's last kick of the day That went out of bounds on the full That we drew against Sydney It was in one of the first three games Of 93 no, or 94
1: No, the Eastern game Oh, that it that might that have been But Sydney pocket.
0: was on either side of that And yes. I think we lost
1: to oh. them by
0: goal Yes,
1: I know that we followed up To that Eastern game With the win Fitz against Hawthorne No that here and, and Sticks again uh, Took a mark late in the game uh, Right You know, scores were tight And after, you know Pontificating for six months before kicking that goal against Essendon, yeah, he took the mark, went back, he didn't even blink, went back, went bang and put it right through the middle, and that that, that, he got us over the line. What a champion he was! He, He atoned. Swiftly for that that era. He's got very little to apologise for, that man. No, very true. All right. Well, thank you, Tony DeBolfo. Pleasure, Tony. Look forward to the game. See
0: you at the uh, the Cauldron on Saturday. Uh, Go Blues is what you've got to say. Go Blues. And uh, this has been the two tones, Tony DeBolfo and Tony Moakley. We will catch you next week.